Join us now for Health for Life, brought to you by Hamilton Healthcare System. Today we're talking with Dr. Lee Connor of Hamilton Healthcare System, Dalton. Thank you for joining us, Dr. Connor. Thanks for having me. I'm glad you're here. Dr. Connor is an infectious disease specialist at Hamilton Physician Group Specialty Care, located at 1243 Broderick Drive, down the street from Hamilton Medical Center. Hamilton Physician Group Specialty Care houses four physicians specializing in infectious disease, pulmonology, and palliative care. Dr. Connor, how long have you been with Hamilton? A little over a year. I started August 1st of last year. So just, just over a year. Just over a year, yeah. yeah. Now, just, when you when you have spare time, what do you enjoy doing in your spare time? Oh, the pre-COVID era, I used to enjoy kind of exploring the downtown areas of Chattanooga and Dalton. and um, But now we've just kind of been doing a lot of hiking and outdoorsy stuff, I'm trying to social distance as much as possible and just spending time with my kid. I understand. Yeah. So you have one child? One child, yeah. He's about to turn two. Is that right? Yeah. Well, that a is a great age. Bundle of energy, yeah. <laughs> that is a great I've got crazy. I've got three children. Uh, well, my youngest is 17, So, but I remember when they were all little, and th- those were great times. Oh, it's a, it's a blast. Those were great times. What made you choose to become an infectious disease physician? Well, I was always interested in the sciences and um, medicine in general. Um, My undergraduate degree was in microbiology and cell science, so I think I always really enjoyed the microbiology and the um, pathogenesis of of bacteria. So um, after I completed that, went to medical school, and I still enjoyed the, you know, microbiology and infectious disease portion of pathology. And, um, you know, they just say, do what you love, and you don't work a day in your life. And so I kind of just fell into infectious disease and you follow that, and you don't work a day in your life. Ah, some days are better than others. <laughs> well, tell me about micro. Do you spend a lot of time looking in a microscope? Uh, I like to. Yeah, yeah. We do it uh, at least every day. Um, I like to make a trip down to the micro lab and kind of uh, check out what's going on, especially with my patients or any like um, difficult cases, um, hard to identify microbes, um, just as sort of a subject expert for the microbiology text to sort of talk to. Well, while we're talking about microscopes, the COVID-19, I've seen pictures of that. Does it look like the picture? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to use a very special microscope to get down to that level, an electron microscope, which is um, about a, the size of a room here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's um, it's got those pretty spikes on it that uh, it uses to attach and cause infection in, in humans. And um yeah, it's uh, it, it looks, looks exactly like the, like the picture. picture. Yeah, wow, yeah, that, that's, that's it, really cool. I mean, Corona means crown, so um, those spikes are almost like the crown. I uh, did not know. So that. yeah, that's where Corona it gets its means name. crown. Yeah, wow, that's that's new to me. I did not know so. that. Now I would imagine that your life has been turned upside down for the last six months or so with the coronavirus. Oh yeah, yeah. March kind of tur- was a big change in in the tide of what I did day to day. It was usually just the bread and butter stuff, and then trying to navigate through a pandemic. I bet, yeah. Well, would you you never would have thought, I would imagine, that there would be a pandemic a year into you, or not even a, a year, six months into your time here at Hamilton? Yeah, it was definitely very unexpected. Though, um, you know, we always talk about something breaking through eventually um, in terms of a new virus to you know, you know, cause disease. But, you know, back in the day, they had the HIV epidemic. Before that, you know, the Spanish flu. And so, you know, periodically these, these viruses break through. Um, but yeah, not opportune timing, I guess, six months into, uh, starting a new career. 
Um, but it was good for the, ha- the healthcare system to oh. have an infectious disease specialist. That's very good to have an infectious disease specialist at Hamilton is a great thing. And it is so good to have you here. You've been here since, uh, you said August of last year. So just over a year. Yeah. August 1st was the start date. Is that right? August Somewhere. the 1st. So where are you from? So I'm from Melbourne, Florida originally. Um, so that's in the space coast. I sort of tell people by the space center. Mm-hmm. Um, Down around Cocoa Beach area. Cocoa Beach. Yep. Yep. Merritt Island, all the, or Melbourne Beach, um, big surf spot. Um, but yeah, I, I grew up there, you know, five minute walk from the beach and, uh, and then five minute walk from the Indian River Lagoon, which has some excellent fishing. Um, still go down there and uh, stay with my dad every, you know, a few times a, a year. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, spent 18 years of my life there and then went up to the University of Florida, which you know, very difficult to be a Florida Gator fan around here. Um, oh, there's a lot of Florida Gator fans here, though. Oh, uh, there's there's the there, there's an there's awful some, lot. Yeah, of, yeah. bastions. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, the, a lot of Georgia fans. But oh, ton of Georgia fans. Yes, a lot they of. They let me hear fans. it. You know, I'm sure they let you hear about it every day. That so. is wonderful. Did you see a lot of space shuttle launches? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We uh we'd get checked out of elementary school and walk down to the beach and watch the uh, you know when the shuttle program was going. We'd watch those or any of the rockets and um, taking trips up to NASA to see the huge, you know, Apollo rockets laying on the ground. And mm, it's yeah. uh, it's crazy. It is something to see. Something yeah, from, I mean, from the Melbourne area. Yep. Yep. It's Yeah, that's great. We're going to take a break. When we come back, I want to know all about what you do. And, and I'm just really interested uh, in, in your career and infectious disease. Everybody is talking about infectious disease right now. And with the coronavirus, everybody wants to know what's the latest, and let's talk about a vaccine, all these neat things. So we're going to be talking with you, okay? Sounds great. All right, sounds good. Uh, stay with us on Health for Life, and we'll be right back. Caring like a family, fighting like an army. Hamilton Healthcare System is here for you. Armed with a love for our community, advanced care, and personalized service, our commitment to serve with compassion stands strong in this season of uncertainty. You are the heart of all we do. Visit us at HamiltonHealth.com for timely health information and updates. Welcome back to Health for Life. We're talking with Dr. Lee Connor with the Hamilton Healthcare System. And uh, Dr. Connor, I know you're an infectious disease doctor. One of the things that, that I want to bring up is that I am afraid that some of our listeners might be scared to go to the hospital because of Corona. 19 the coronavirus what can you tell us about that and should they have any fears of going to the hospital yeah yeah we've definitely seen a lot of people trying to put off care you know definitely some necessary medical things that that they need to take care of um and unfortunately that's been one of the side effects of this pandemic is is people maybe neglecting their other medical problems and so hamilton Healthcare system would encourage everybody to you know show up to your primary care physician's appointment if you need some sort of surgery to really keep pursuing those um that care. What are some of the what are some of the things that Hamilton is doing to protect patients and staff? So um, what we're really trying to do is, you know, we screen everybody who enters the building and um, for fever, any respiratory symptoms. And so that part um, is one facet of it. Everybody in the hospital is going to be wearing masks to help pre- prevent the spread. If there was somebody who was asymptomatic that was walking, walking the hallways. Um, and, you know, we're really We've got hygiene stations set up uh, more frequently so people can wash their hands um, almost at, you know, almost every room has one outside the door. Mm-hmm. And so we can be vigilant about that. Um, we're also doing some enhanced cleaning practices for each room. And um, so we're really trying to do as much as we can 
I would encourage folks, you know, to really try and address any other medical problems that you do have. How important is hand washing? Super important. You know, um, when we talk, we end up, you know, and this is kind of gross, but we end up spraying a lot of respiratory particles in front of us. Mm -hmm. And we can pick those respiratory particles up when they lay on surfaces. So, you know, for an example, if you're working at a keyboard, the person before you has probably, you know, have, could have contaminated that area, and then if you touch that, touch your face, um, that could be a, a route of transmission for the coronavirus. And so, um, washing your hands can help prevent that. Also, not touching your face as often, which it's I'm hard very not, guilty of. It is of. hard not to touch your face. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough. I was touching my face when you started to answer that question, and I, I thought I'm touching my face. Now, what about mask use? I see people with masks all the time, and then I go places. Some people have them on, some people don't. How important is a mask? Super, super important. Um, like I was saying before with the the respiratory particles that kind of fly out when we speak, sneeze, cough, uh, the mask is there to help prevent that from going as far as it could. And so it kind of keeps those particles close to your face um, and not into the environment where someone else could pick them up. So it's very important to protect others by wearing your mask. Um, and then also, you know, other people wearing their mask, that can also um, mitigate some of the risk, too, of, of transmission, though. When both parties are wearing masks, that's the most ideal setting in conjunction with social distancing and, and, and um, washing your hands as well. Um, we have a few different types of masks, too, you know, surgical masks. Um, I see I've a lot seen of those. the disposable masks. We've also seen with those gaiters or buffs that people wear. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, some evidence to suggest that that actually makes the particle sizes smaller and they hang out in the air a little bit longer. And so those we've actually had uh, sort of a, a ban on. Um, so those can almost generate more aerosols. Um, so yeah, I, you know, a surgical mask, um, some of those neoprene cloth ones. Yeah, I understand. And then the disposable ones are just that disposable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's very convenient. Yeah. Yeah. And they're good for about a day or so, you know, with a full day's use. So, you know, trying to swap those out too, um, it, it, it can help. Yeah. That's, that's very good. And a lot of places require a mask now just to get inside. Right. Right. Which I guess is a good idea. Yeah, 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 I guess that's a good and idea. I've heard some places incentivizing masks by, you know, giving a discount or, or something that was kind of an interesting way businesses have kind of promoted safety in their environments. So. I was at the grocery store over the weekend, and uh, when I went inside, there was someone there cleaning the handles to the buggies, to the mm-hmm. shopping buggies. And I'm thinking, you know, they should be doing that now, but they should do that all the time. Yeah, that's yeah. That's something that should happen all the time. Because, you know, there's no telling what you could. Yeah, it's coronavirus now. You know, influenza is going to start picking up in the next several months. Because I'm bad to push that buggy and then touch my face. Yep, yep. And you're just, you know, grabbing everything. Looking and looking at labels. Oh, absolutely. That that, that goes on. So, you know, these respiratory viruses are going to be here to stay. So if it's not coronavirus, it's going to be something else. So, you know, it, it is a good habit to try and, you know, disinfect those those buggies when you do get them. I wonder... I wonder if this is going to be a lesson that people will take for years and years to to disinfect more and to clean more because I would imagine folks got lax after we've had so long since any kind of pandemic. How I mean, it's been forever. Yeah, I, you not know, in my lifetime we've had something like this. Every so often we get some flu spikes. You know, swine flu. Um, I think two thousand nine was probably one of the more recent um, respiratory virus. Um, but upticks. it's been a while. But yeah, it's been a while for sure. So yeah. yeah. A lot of fatigue and, and good hygiene practices over that time. And so this, this is a good reminder. Well, good. Dr. Lee Connors, our guest on Health for Life. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Right care. 
right time, right at home. Hamilton Physician Group now offers telehealth appointments through your mobile phone, tablet, or computer. Connect with your healthcare provider in the comfort of your own home. Call any Hamilton Physician Group office or visit hamiltonhealth.com telehealth to schedule your appointment. Most health insurance plans are accepted and self-pay options are available. Hamilton Physician Group, we're here for you. Take the following everyday steps to help avoid the spread of COVID-19 and other respiratory viruses. Wash your hands often with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. Cover your cough or sneeze with a tissue. Throw the tissue away and then wash your hands. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects or surfaces such as remote controls and doorknobs. Stay at least six feet from other people and stay home if you're sick. Call your doctor if you develop a fever, cough, or difficulty breathing. For more information, visit HamiltonHealth.com or CDC.gov. Did you know that colon cancer claims over 50,000 lives each year? The good news is that colonoscopies save lives. Convenient appointments are available at Hamilton Medical Center's new Bandy Endoscopy Center, located at the corner of Broadrick and Memorial Drives. Hamilton follows CDC guidelines and screens for COVID-19 symptoms at the door. If you are age 50 or older or have a family history of colon cancer, ask your primary care provider to schedule your colonoscopy. Please don't delay important medical screenings. Your health won't wait. If you are sick with COVID-19 or think you might have it, take steps to help protect other people from getting sick. Stay home except to get medical care. Call the doctor before visiting. Separate yourself from others who live with you. Wear a mask to protect others. Cover your coughs and sneezes with a tissue and clean your hands right away. Avoid sharing items with other people in your home. And stay aware of how you feel. If you start to have difficulty breathing or you're worried about your health, call your doctor. For more information, visit HamiltonHealth.com or CDC.gov. Dr. Connor, one of the things that I did want to talk about, and we hit on this just a few moments ago in our last segment, some of the specific things that we need to do to protect ourselves and others from the virus. Yeah, social distancing is going to be the biggest thing. You know, if you don't have to go out in public, if you, you know, want to put all your shopping in one day, you know, minimize your exposure, um, to other folks, I think that's probably the biggest thing you can do is just to avoid that exposure in general, um, you know, and, and really recommending that for our elderly population, you know, the most vulnerable, the ones with the highest mortality risk. And so really trying to keep grandma, grandpa at home um, from getting out and about, um, you know, but definitely going to see their doctors and, and, and taking care of their medical problems, but really minimizing their risks um, so that they don't have a poor outcome. Um, when you do go out in public, you know, masks, are one of the best measures we can do to help prevent the spread, and that you know is in conjunction with social distancing. So, well, tell me about that. Social distancing is a good thing. Masks are a good thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely doing all of the above is is the most important. You know, the more you do, the more you mitigate your risk of infection. And so, using a mask in conjunction with social distancing is going to drop your potential you know infection um, rate pretty significantly and then you know with vigilant hand washing and disinfecting you know those numbers keep going down and so doing all of the above when you do have to go out in public and you know do your grocery shopping you know um, pick up the kids from daycare you know doing all of the above is really what helps mitigate that risk of infection and so that's that's a good way to protect yourself is just you know masking social distancing hand washing you all know, easy all things that we at can the same do. time yep all together 
Uh, now, we, we want to talk about numbers uh, for just a moment. Around 7 million cases in the United States of COVID-19. It's an impressive number. That yeah, is hard to believe. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. And that, that is way more than the influenza. Way more, yeah. Yeah, we're, you know, four times as many, it seems like, um, than what we see as, you know, the yearly flu season uh, infecting. So it's a good chunk of the population. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it sure is. And then uh, if we talk about unfortunate deaths, a lot of elderly and uh, even some young people now. Yeah, we've, uh, you know, in the beginning, we saw a lot of elderly folks um, succumb to this virus, you know, very unfortunate. We have, you know, in this latest uptick, you know, it's been a lot of younger folks, um, you know, coming down and having very severe symptoms leading to a hospital admission. So, um, you know, it, it, it affects everyone. It affects everyone differently. Um, you know, young folks tend to think they're invincible, but you know, I would really caution them, you know, you really should take these protective measures because a certain percentage of them are going to, you know, have a poor outcome. And so, uh, you know, we hate to see that. And so sure. just really trying to do as much as you can prevention wise um, and staying vigilant and, and during this pandemic is is what we need to be doing. Yeah. Protecting ourselves has become the new normal now for about the last six or seven months. Mm-hmm. And it looks like that's going to continue on for quite some time. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, wintertime is around the corner. We have this, other respiratory viruses that are going to start circulating. You know, when it gets cold, we all kind of huddle together. Um, we stay inside, you know, in close proximity with each other. And so social distancing is going to have to be a big part of, you know, this new normal of what we do. Um, you know, and some of these respiratory viruses linger in the environment longer when these, um, you know, during the cold and uh, less humid environments. And so, um, yeah, you know, this is definitely going to be something we're dealing with way into 2021. Yeah, we, we're going to talk in a little while about uh, about vaccine. And but one of the things I did want to mention was with the flu vaccine, you know, that's that, that is a hit and miss a lot of times. Uh, sometimes they really do well with it. And sometimes it seems like they don't. Uh, this year they've got uh, this this new vaccine uh, for the flu. And I would really hate to get the flu and get COVID-19 at the same time. And we have an opportunity to get that flu vaccine. How important is the flu vaccine? Super important, super important. You know, we we see deaths every single year from something that is pretty preventable. Um, and so, you know, I've gotten my flu shot already this year. I'd encourage everyone else to do so. You know, that's another thing that Hamilton does is that, you know, all employees need to be vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And so that's a measure to protect not only the staff, but also the patients. Um, but yeah, it, it's very, very important. You know, this is one of the few instances where we do have a vaccine to help prevent infection. Um, you know, even though it's not 100%, you know, and, you know, if you do end up contracting the flu, there's a little bit of cross-reactivity with the vaccine. And so maybe your course of the flu will be less intense. Um, you may not get as sick as you, you could have been. So, I, you know, I'd encourage it for multiple reasons to get f- the flu vaccine. Well, I think we've all had friends or relatives um, I had a uh, one of my sons got the flu. He had the flu shot, and he also contracted the flu. Mm-hmm. But we felt like that it probably was not as severe as it could have been, because the he had had that flu shot. Yeah, yeah. You know, I do hear this quite a bit. Um, you know, people thinking they got the flu after uh, the flu shot, or that the shot gave it to them. You know, this this flu vaccine is four killed viruses, at least the one that we purchased at Hamilton. So there's no way it can give you the flu, though. Well, you I do think, need a couple I, weeks of time after the 
the vaccine to develop those antibodies. So, you know, unfortunately, some people may, can, you know, be exposed before they're actually protected. Right. And so that, that two-week period, three-week period where you're trying to make antibodies, you know, you're kind of, um, it is an opportunity for infection. So, um, Well, I, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, they are dead flu cells. Right. Is that uh, correct? Dead viral particles. Dead uh, viral particles. So you, so with this flu vaccine, you can't get the flu from the shot. Correct. Correct. Now you may get a sore arm, or maybe feel a little. Uh, you know. You know. I couldn't sleep on my right side. That was the worst side effect that I had. And you get a free band aid. Yeah. Yeah. You get a free band aid. <laughs> <laughs> and you get a free band. A very low, most of the time it's free. Most of the time insurance will pay for it. And uh, if you don't have insurance, it's very inexpensive. Yep, yep. It, um, you know, it's everything we should be doing. Um, and, and I know at Hamilton, you know, we're vaccinating everybody um, that we can, sort of our uh, associates. And um, I know we have our convenient cares, our urgent cares, and our primary care clinics are also going to stock the, the vaccine. So, you know, if you do go to your primary care appointment, um, you know, you'll have an opportunity to get vaccinated there. Or if you just want to get vaccinated there, um, that'd be a you know, a good place to do it. Well, I know Hamilton has a convenient care just outside. Well, they've got a, a few locations, but one just outside the emergency room. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right across the street. Uh, we got in Ringgold. Um, hey, couple you get other places, a number yeah. of them around. Uh, so really Barnell, yeah, yeah. Got one there. So uh, you can get that flu shot very quick, mm -hmm. uh, very simple. And uh, you're back. You're back on your way. Yep. Yep. It's uh, as easy as it can be. It is. We it's try good. to, you know, remove as many barriers as we can. Good. I'm glad to hear it. Got a lot we want to talk about, a lot of ground we want to cover, so we're going to take a quick break here on Health for Life, and we will be right back. Caring like a family, fighting like an army. Hamilton Healthcare System is here for you. Armed with a love for our community, advanced care, and personalized service, our commitment to serve with compassion stands strong in this season of uncertainty. You are the heart of all we do. Visit us at HamiltonHealth.com for timely health information and updates. Welcome back to Health for Life. We're talking with Dr. Lee Connor, infectious disease doctor with the Hamilton Healthcare System. And we've been talking about COVID-19. We've been talking about how you can prevent the spread of COVID-19. We've been talking about uh, the flu. Uh, the flu is more than just a serious cold, correct? Oh, yes. It can be, um, you can, it can be very, very life-threatening. Um, especially to certain populations. And so, um, like I said, vaccine, vaccine, vaccine. Let, you know, if we can prevent it, that's the best thing we can do. Vaccine's a great thing. And yeah. it's available now for the vaccine as cool weather comes on. There, it's ready. It's out there. Yep, yep. We we got our supplies in, so, you know, you just need to show up. Okay, good. While we're talking about vaccine, I'd like to talk about the, the COVID-19 vaccine. Mm -hmm. you, you hear this in the news. They're trying their best to get the COVID-19 uh, vaccine out as quick as they can. What are your thoughts as we go into cool weather, here it is fall now, and uh, winter is just a few months away. The COVID-19 vaccine. Yeah, yeah, you know, that... When should we expect that, do you think? Do you think that's something that could happen by Christmas? I highly doubt that. Um, you know, vaccines take a little while to bring to market, and so, you know, a lot of these safety studies, some of the Phase two, Phase three trials, you know, that... Those are the ones that really can't be rushed. You know, you want to make sure that your vaccine not only works, but does not cause any adverse outcomes. And so, um, you know, we've seen other countries rush things to market. You know, you've seen Russia uh, working on one, but, you know, we really can't skip the safety point um, enough. So by Christmas would be a, a stretch. You know, I think it would probably be maybe a year from now. Oh, you know, my, really? Maybe summer of 2021. 
Um, but you know, once you prove the safety and efficacy of something, then, you know, trying to ramp up production of it too. And, and how do you distribute that? That's going to be some other logistical problems that we'll have to work, work yeah. out. Okay. I understand. Um, the COVID-19 vaccine, uh, do you see that being like the flu vaccine where it's going to be dead cells? Most of the companies are pursuing, um, something where it is a, a dead, um, antigen, which is what causes you to form antibodies. So, you know, not live vaccines. Not live vaccines. That that's very good. And I hope that happens quicker than you know than later. But uh, you're the man in the know. And if we're looking at, at next summer, it won't happen by Christmas. But uh, a you miracle would be sure fabulous. That it's safe and effective. So you know. Um, before we start talking about the numbers, some of the COVID treatments that are available that uh, that you're working on now and at Hamilton. Uh, what's some of the COVID nineteen treatments that you have going? So if, if I was if if I had COVID nineteen, I went to the hospital, or I suspected I had that, and I, it turns out that I did. What, how would I be treated? Yeah, I know so, I'd be treated very nice, but I mean, how would you take care of me? Right, right, yeah. So we do have a few uh, treatment modalities that we can do. Um, you know, it it all depends on where you're going to end up. So you know, hopefully your symptoms are mild, but um, people can have a lot of respiratory complaints, and so and they may need supplemental oxygen. So we try to um, get people to prone, which is where they lay onto their stomach that recruits a lot more of the lungs so that they can oxygenate a little bit better. We have a few pharmaceuticals that we can use. Um, the one that's really shown mortality benefit is steroids. So you may have heard of dexamethasone. Um, that's what we give everyone daily for a course of 10 days. And that's shown to you know improve a lot of the symptoms and the inflammation and, and that mortality rate, which is really what interests me the most. So that's probably our most efficacious tool in our uh, arsenal. The other ones are remdesivir, which is that antiviral medication um, through Gilead. Uh, Georgia had supplied us with some free, and now it's come to market, and so we have a good supply of that. That drug stops the replication of the virus, and so the earlier we can give it, the earlier on in your course where we can stop that viral replication, the better people do. Um, but in terms of mortality, there's not a benefit to that, but it does decrease hospitalizations, gets people to feel better earlier. So I almost think of it almost like Tamiflu. Like if we were going to give you Tamiflu for uh, for an influenza infection, mm -hmm. um, trying to get it on board as early as possible to try and help with symptoms. I understand. Very important. Uh, some of the numbers are just staggering, mm -hmm. the, the oh, yeah. numbers that we're seeing. What are some of the numbers for Georgia and for Tennessee? They're uh, right up there. I, I was looking at a Georgia number uh, right at 290,000. Yep. Yep. Total cases since, you know, we started testing. So that's um, well over a, a good, quarter of a million people. It's a good chunk of uh, the population here. So wow. um, and then I don't think Tennessee is doing that well either. I think they were they were at of, like one hundred and eighty one thousand. Yeah. Or yeah. better. Probably a little more than that. One hundred and eighty one thousand. Um, that is uh, that is just hard to believe that many people affected mm -hmm. by that disease. Yep, and then the you know the unfortunate people that succumb to the disease too continues to rise. So, um, you know, prevention is key. Prevention we can do is as key. much as we can with therapeutics and um, you know oxygen management, but um, really prevention is key. One thing that uh, I, I was wondering, if I do have COVID nineteen, but I'm healthy enough that I don't need to be admitted into the hospital, what is something that I can do to keep my family and friends and coworkers from getting sick? Yeah, so um, we try to get people quarantined who you know are not sick enough to be admitted to the hospital. We want to get that person away from others so that we can minimize the risk of spreading the infection. 
And so that usually means staying at home for a 14-day period and monitoring your symptoms, checking for fever as well. Um, we try to keep people in a, you know, isolated in a room as feasible, feasibly as possible. Gotcha. You know, trying to disinfect the household as much as you can. You know, I understand, you know, families live in close quarters and so there's, you know, the potential for spread, but just being extra vigilant during that time, disinfecting surfaces, just trying to keep them away from the rest of the family and also monitoring those family members as well um, in case, you know, they were exposed before the, uh, the contact has had symptoms. Okay. You know, usually... You know, it's 14 days for the quarantine, but usually if you look at averages, it's about at day five or six is when people start to show symptoms if they are going to be infected. Um, but, you know, we've had cases out to 14 days and a little bit past that. But, um, you know, it's really important to really isolate yourself so that this virus doesn't have an opportunity to infect someone else and then infect someone else and keep going down the line like that. So disinfecting your house. Um, keeping like if it was me keeping myself into one room in the house and everyone else in the other parts of the house hoping that it, I would not make anyone else sick exactly as much as you can do to really keep yourself away from the rest of your family um, and then just cleaning as much as you can yeah I understand very good information thank you so much for being with us today oh thank you for having me yeah. it was fantastic I'm glad you were here Dr. Lee Connor uh, infectious disease doctor at Hamilton Health Care System. For more information or an appointment at Hamilton Physician Group Specialty Care, call 706-529-3072 or visit hamiltonhealth.com slash specialty care. Thank you for listening to Health for Life, a presentation of Hamilton Health Care System. Right care, right time, right at home. Hamilton Physician Group now offers telehealth appointments through your mobile phone, tablet, or computer. Connect with your healthcare provider in the comfort of your own home. Call any Hamilton Physician Group office or visit hamiltonhealth.com telehealth to schedule your appointment. Most health insurance plans are accepted and self-pay options are available. Hamilton Physician Group, we're here for you.